0: Welcome back to Single Minded. I am your host, Hannah First.
1: And I am your co host, Linda.
0: Linda, we almost missed our live show last week.
1: What happened? Can you believe that I nearly got out of a live podcast (laughs) before this lockdown? And I wondered, is that the universe interfering with my life, making sure (laughs) I'm obsessed with the universe now, (laughs) making sure I practised getting out of my comfort zone. I would have been so happy if we decided to do the following Friday Mm. and then we were cancelled. Yeah, we almost did as well. But I am glad I faced my fears, so not really. I do have a bone to pick with you. Is there anything? That I
0: tell you that you don't tell dad because I've actually haven't told you about this. <laughs> I was walking with dad last night, and dad is definitely less spiritual even than you, mum. He thinks it's just BS. <laughs> and he was like, Yes, yes, your mum told me about the signs you've been seeing. Oh, I know. Very that- judgmental. And I said, I don't think mum should be telling you things that I tell her in confidence.
1: Well, if you say this is confidential, then <laughs> I, I am a very confidential person. I will keep it that way. <gasps> Do you
0: just tell him everything that I tell you? Everything? Everything?
1: Well, we get bored with each other, so I've got to come up with, you know, the day's gossip. But if you say don't tell Dad, I won't.
0: Well, then don't. He was very judgmental of my sign
1: that I saw at the restaurant that I told you about that you actually thought was. I thought that was incredible. So you told him thinking
0: it was incredible. Well, he just thought that was Mm. none.
1: So prior (laughs) to this stay at home, did you get a little date in before?
0: I do. And I have a good news story for everyone Yeah, because of what happened last week at the episode, I wanted to share a bit of a good news story with you all. So I've decided on dating apps I'm not going to waste time with people that are going to waste my time and that's just my personal preference. So if someone is responsive and there's some back and forth, then I am much more likely to continue the conversation. And I actually did that and I started chatting to this guy. Mm -hmm. I could just tell from how responsive he was that he was going to show up to the date and he wasn't going to ghost me. Like I think that if they're responsive on the apps to messages, I think there's more likelihood that they're going to turn up for the date and he Mm -hmm. did. So he actually drove over to Cremorne and we met at my favourite coffee shop. And mm. um, we had a coffee, stayed for about an hour, and I think we had a, we had enough in common. And he messaged me and said, you know. Oh, he was actually a very, really nice person. Like, just one of those nice guys. Which That's what we know, want. <laughs> you know how I feel about nice guys, but like, I'm gonna no, give it no, a no, go. no, no, no. I know. I'm good. I, I actually had a nice time.
1: And so, is that going to happen after we're out, or you can yeah, go for a little after walk? Lockdown. Really?
0: Yeah, he's more than five k's away.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Look forward to that.
0: I do want to say to everyone, I actually think that if someone is really responding to you and showing interest in that way I think that is a good predictor that you're not going to be flaked on I mean it's not the predictor but I do think Mm. that I I could just get a sense that he wasn't going to flake
1: something about him maybe it was because he was nice
0: yeah and (laughs) I think he seemed a bit more serious about meeting someone because there's a lot of
1: taking life seriously (laughs) that's what we want
0: Taking life very seriously. That was another thing Dad told me on our walk last night. He said, I take life very seriously. And I was like, well, don't tell guys that because Mm. that's not a quality that they're looking for. And you got quite a lot of feedback. Oh, yes. People were so lovely about our live episode. God. I thought everyone knew that everyone else was being flaked on, but people have felt quite alone, I think, in their experiences being flaked on and cancelled and ghosted. So, I really wanted to read this out to you, Linda. It was so lovely. Yes. Hi, Hannah. I just wanted to say thank you to you and Linda for the epic at Melbourne Central. I seriously thought I was the only female that was treated this way on dating apps. After hearing so many others being treated the same way, it's nice to know I'm not alone. We all know it's about them and not us, but it can be difficult to not take it personally at times and get down about it all. Your episode made me laugh, got me out of a dark lockdown hole and made me feel less alone. Thank you so much. Dating apps can be bloody... Pits. why can't people just be kind to humans anyway I thought that was really nice wasn't it right makes it worthwhile <laughs> so um, you've already had an eventful lockdown Linda you told <laughs> me this story the other day and it was just
1: ridiculous yes well tell the listeners what happened <laughs> So a few nights ago, I decided to cook my famous leek pie, which is one of the only good things I can cook. So dad plonked himself on the couch watching TV, and I put my leeks on the stove, took out the pastry, and I realised that my oven trays were outside on my balcony, sitting on the barbecue, because I was going to spray them with oven cleaner. So I went out to get it, and the glass door slammed shut. And (laughs) normally... I would hook it open because I keep that door locked from the outside. So no big deal. Dad was on the couch, so I started knocking. <laughs> no big deal, you thought. Yeah. I thought. It's bloody freezing in Melbourne. I could only see his feet from the door and they were up on the <laughs> coffee table and there was just no movement. So I knocked again, no movement. And I thought, can he not hear me? That's really <laughs> strange. So I went it's over like to the wind. The, just
0: the, the door is very close to the couch. Like he Definitely would have been able to hear.
1: I just thought, is this double glazing and it's just so double glazed that you can't hear. So I went over to the window that looks onto the kitchen. The leaks were bubbling away, so I thought, mm, I'm going to have to knock harder. Still nothing. Then I was completely frantic. My knuckles actually went oh. red. I swapped hands. I then started using the oven tray to bang. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. So I go back to the leaks. They're Okay. Back to knocking, back to the leaks. This kept <laughs> me going for 30 minutes. I can't believe it. And then the fan, for some reason, the fan above the leaks turned itself off. And I thought, oh my God, we're in trouble now. So finally, Rob gets up because the smell was making him wonder what. WTF, sorry, is going on.
0: 30 minutes later.
1: 30 minutes. He saw my sad face pressed against the glass door and let me in. And by this stage, I'm completely freezing. So he said, oh, my God, I have been yelling at you. Stop making so much noise. And then he's going, why are you banging? But he was too bloody tired to get get up. up. He did not get up. But he did feel bad and I got some lovely yellow Coles roses. So because. that made up for nearly dying of
0: <laughs> I came <cold>. up and <laughs> I came up later and mum was just like, you'll never guess what happened. And I said... Dad, why wouldn't you just get up and just make sure that the banging, he just kept yelling at you.
1: No, <laughs> you just yelling. Me. And I couldn't hear the yelling. So the <laughs> double place does work. But seriously. Oh, God. So that's my story for our lockdown.
0: You've just got to remember that story that even if you're married for 35 years or whatever, you've been married for 33 years. You still, you've still just got to look out for yourself,
1: I think. That's the moral but of the story. But I said, what, what if I'd collapsed and had a heart attack on the ground? Did Born you out. not think? <laughs> and now, I suppose and I was he, banging. And what did he say? <laughs> Could you come and check on me? Why? You know? Yeah. No. <laughs> Ah, marriage. Well, marriage. Today I am talking to
0: Alira Potter. So we're going to be talking about manifestation, my favorite topic. Linda mm-hmm. is on the fence, but maybe we can get her over onto our side and we'll be back after Linda to chat about the topic. So I'm very, very excited to welcome Alira Potter to the
2: podcast. Welcome. (gasps) Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that I slid into your DMs to be like, get me on your podcast ASAP. (laughs) When I got the message,
0: I sent it to Linda straight away and I was like, yep, she's coming on. I was very excited that you reached out. Yes,
2: I love it. I want to do more fun, like interviews. And I just, I've listened to your podcast and I'm like, yeah, this is the sort of fun that I want to be a part of because I'm sick of doing like wholesome stuff. So
0: tell the listeners a little bit about yourself.
2: So a little bit about me. I'm such a multifaceted human being. I coach women in terms of empowerment, spirituality, intuition, whatever it may be. I just want to help women like level up in that sense. I do readings for people, healings. And then I have this other side of me on social media where I guess I'm an advocate for mental health, Aboriginal people. I'm a curve model. I do like... It's a lot. It's honestly, there's mm. I do a lot, and I think it's so cool.
0: We were just saying you are incredibly busy, and you mentioned before we started, you're like, I need to put some boundaries mm-hmm. in place. I am so so for boundaries when it comes to work. So yeah. I love to hear that.
2: Yeah, yeah, boundaries are so important. But yeah, I do like lots. I think the social media is like the big driver at the moment. I think it's like the whole influencer thing is so new to me that I'm navigating mm-hmm. it. But like, oh god, I love it. I love not working. <laughs> anymore
0: <laughs> same yes. same now we actually first started chatting on the gram you told me you got divorced at 27 mm-hmm. came at as bisexual last year mm-hmm. and you've probably got some interesting dating mm-hmm. stories for me I need to hear this story
2: oh my god I love this so yeah I got like with my ex-partner when we were 17 he was amazing married at 21 divorced at 27 And, look, it was a fucking journey, Mm -hmm. to say the least. Like, it was a journey and I'm so grateful that I went through that because I probably wouldn't be as independent, resilient as what I am now. And then, yeah, we split up when I was 27, totally mutual, totally respect each other. But it just, yeah, the relationship just wasn't working. And then I explored during my single life and I was like, shit, maybe I love girls too as much as I love boys. And I explored that and then I came out as, yeah, bi or queer, whatever you want to sort of label it as. And from then on it's just I love being single. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is
0: the stuff I want to hear. Why do you love being single?
2: I love being single because I'm such a uh, advocate for women to really empower their sexual beings. And I think if men can go and sleep with X, Y, Z amount of people Mm, and not be judged for it, why can't women? Why can't we jump on Tinder and, like, swipe (laughs) on a boy or a girl and be like hey, I'm just looking for a hookup because actually I'm just too busy to, like, be in a relationship. So Mm. I think for me, I just don't have time. I don't have time for anybody. And it's so funny because everyone's coming to me, all these, like, boys and, like, women are sliding into my DMs being like, I want to take you on a date. And I'm like, I don't even have time for myself. (laughs) Like, if you want to have sex, then, like, yeah, but I'm not committing to anything, because I don't have time. My career is my number one thing. So mm. I think that's why I love being single is because I don't have to answer to anybody and I don't have to like, I don't know. I'm not tied to anything. Mm. I was having a chat to my friend today and I was like, the fact that I get to establish my life by myself and do everything for me and know that I'm about to buy a house and that's, that's on me. That's not in a partnership. Like that gives me so much happiness and so much just gratitude. Mm being single,
0: this sums it up for me, is Mm -hmm. you'll never be as free as you are right now Mm -hmm. because once you do couple up, and I think coupling up and having kids and all those things is also an amazing experience, but you do have to compromise in those situations Mm -hmm. and there's other people involved. And I think the thing about being single is you literally don't have to compromise. It's literally
2: up to you. And exactly, I totally respect all my friends who have babies in in relationships, Mm. but I just sit back and I'm like, This weekend, I'm going on a wine tour. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, I don't, I don't want that life just yet. I don't want to be settling down. I don't want to be compromising. I want to live so independently and freely as much as I possibly can. And then I know I'll get to a point where I'll be like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to like settle down in that respect. But for the moment, I'm just like, I am living my best life at the moment. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love to hear that. And I think that we celebrate motherhood and we celebrate marriage and weddings and we celebrate that so much. What we don't celebrate is people that are single. Now, I do want to get on to spirituality because that's Mm -hmm. the topic of today's chat. So you do both energy healing and intuitive healing sessions with your clients. Mm -hmm. I want to know what happens in those sessions and how did you kind of find out that you had these powers? Yeah,
2: I love it. The powers, my secret powers. <laughs> oh gosh! I think for me, I went through like really tough time in my life, and I needed to lean on something essentially. And the spirituality side of things is what I lent into. Mm. And from that point on, I was like, okay, you've got something here. Like, let's play with it a little. And when I say I've got something, I listen to my intuition and I allow spiritual downloads to come through when I'm giving readings to people. And if anyone's familiar with Reiki, that's what I do. I'm an energy healer, so. I went and did training with someone in down in my, like, town that I live. And from that point on, I was like, okay, you need to utilise this. So if anyone comes and sees me on in a session, we essentially release any energy blockages that you're holding on to. So that could be in a physical form because we forget, like, everything is an energy, an energy thing in our body, but it also can be something emotional, an emotional energy that you're holding on to from, like, probably 10, 15 years ago that you didn't even know existed or was sitting mm. there. So a session with me can be quite intense. It can be with any Reiki healer. Some people don't experience anything during a, during a session either. It could be like a couple of days later where they're like, oh, this happened or this sort of shifted. But – you would come and see me ideally when you're not feeling 100% yourself and you're just wanting to be like, okay, I need help. I need you to shift out like all the shit that's inside of me so I can create mm. space to move forward in my life. And you touched on just before about
0: how spirituality really helped you through a difficult time. You know, what sort of happened during the process of discovering spirituality and You know, how is it part of your life now?
2: Yeah. So, like, I'm so transparent on socials. I hit rock bottom a couple of years ago where Mm -hmm. I was just, like, alcohol, drugs, partying were just, like, my number one Mm -hmm. thing. That's all I wanted to do. And it wasn't until it was one weekend I just woke up and I was like, okay – you're driving yourself into the ground where you may do it to a point where you end up dying and that's, like, scary, like, you you know. Mm. And I was like, okay, I need to lean into something. I needed a distraction. And that's when I was, like, looking around the room and I was like, what am I passionate about? And there was all these crystals and I, like, found my mum's deck of oracle cards and I'm like, let's lean into that. And that's what I did. I Mm. leaned into it and I utilised that as my, you know, codependency instead of alcohol and drugs I was like yeah spirituality and from that point on everything just opened right on up Mm. Yeah, I so
0: agree with that. That connection that you get from being really connected to, I always call it the universe. And I did the weirdest thing the other day. This zombie guy called me. So he's like my zombie from three years ago. He keeps coming back from the dead. And he called me and was asking me to come meet him overseas. I'm like, dude, it's a pandemic. But I got off the phone and I was like, I can't make this decision. Mm. And I don't do this very often. I literally said to the universe so seriously, give me a sign. Should I keep talking to him? Like I need a sign from you. And I got a really clear sign the Mm -hmm. next day and I told my mum about it who just does not believe in any of this shit. She was like, okay, that's weird. When stuff like that happens, you're like... We're all kind of connected.
2: A hundred percent. And I think that's so powerful. It's just like, okay, we need a little bit of validation and confirmation. Don't be afraid to just sort of say to the universe, okay, well, fuck, give me a sign then. Give me mm. that sign to, like, make sure I'm not <laughs> going to go down the wrong path. And like, if you're serious about it, she'll give you that answer. So, you've obviously <laughs> got the message. <laughs> <laughs> I really t- – okay, tell me if this is weird.
0: So, I said, give me a sign. And it. I sat down at a cafe the next morning and mm-hmm. I looked up and there was a poster with the city that he was born in. Mm-hmm and 9 months before he was born the date it was a festival in his city Is that oh my bizarre? god i love
2: that like he lives that. he
0: lives on the other side of the world <gasps> not the country the city it was oh
2: my god insane <clears throat> i love that i love that well, like I just feel like signs like that lean into that sign. It can mean mm. one thing but could also mean another thing too. So I always think, okay, sit back and, like, listen to your intuition and what's your intuition mm. telling you. If it's good, then, like, yes, let's go. That's your green light. <laughs> I love stories like that because I do that all the time, all the time, the universe will just, like, drop little, you know, little things in front of me and I'm like, oh, well, okay, fuck, here we go. <laughs> like... <laughs> because what it does is you hear a lot about
0: the word surrender. That night I just surrendered. I was like, I'm going to stop thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I've got to stop trying to weigh up the pros and cons and I've just got to like let it be and like give it some time and that's kind of what I did instead. And Mm -hmm. it really – I felt clearer the next day about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I was
0: less – Trying to control it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Love that. But today- <laughs> <laughs> so today's topic is all about manifestation. There's going to be some newbies on here that don't know what manifestation is. Can you sort of give us a brief overview on what is you know, the law of attraction slash manifestation.
2: Yeah, good timing. I had my workshop last night with women and that's what we spoke about is manifestation. And I think at the moment that word feels like such a buzzword and it's so saturated Mm. on social media at the moment that people are like, what the hell do I do? And I always say, Mm. all right, I'm going to give you like my basic bitch guide on manifestation because the way that I see it is you're tapping into your subconscious you're tapping internally to be like, okay, I want to bring something into my life, whether that's a new partner, whether that's money, you are creating your reality and you're saying, okay, to the universe, yep, I want to bring that in. I'm allowing that abundance to flow on into me. So it's almost in a way that you are visualizing that it's already happening And that's when the universe is being like, okay, we're going to like allow this to come on in. So I think that's like the basic bitch way to like talk about manifestation. But I always say to people, just everything that you already know about manifesting, just like strip it right back. It can be so simplified. Mm. Mm.
0: I would love to know if someone's like, okay, I want to try this manifestation thing. Mm -hmm. Do you have like a step-by-step process that they can follow to get started? So saying that they've got in their head, this is what I want Mm. in the next 12 months.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you can come and book in one of my workshops. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Love that. The easiest one that I tell all my ladies is, scripting is the best form of manifesting and scripting is where we will get a piece of paper and a pen and we will write to the universe we're going to write her a letter we're going to write her a letter as if it's already happened so you would be like say it's Mm -hmm. your dream life you would be like dear universe thank you so much for placing me in this certain country with this certain partner and blah 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 so you're like saying this is my dream life it's already happened and you're putting it out there to the universe And I say to all my clients, write down that date at the top of that paper and then at the end, sign it off with your name, file that piece of paper away. Don't think about it. Let the universe do its mm-hmm. thing. Be prepared for change that's going to come in because in order for manifestations to happen, you have to create space and you have to be aware that change is going to come on in. And change could look like people exiting your life, new people coming in, whatever it may be, and be patient. But that's mm-hmm. probably the best way, that the easiest way that I say. It's like scripting and writing everything down as if it's already happened. Yeah,
0: I did this. I think I did this just at the start of the pandemic. We were like almost in lockdown, I think, or we'd just gone into lockdown. I think I was at my grandma's farm or something before we could Mm. even go 5Ks away. And I remember I had this like journal that you like looked at your goals in the future. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm really going to do this. So I wrote down like the three goals that I had for the next kind of 12 months. Mm. And I just kept coming back to it over and over visualise like what that would feel like. Yes. For me, it's all like I have to feel it mm-hmm. and I really have to like feel how good the feeling is going to be when it happens.
2: Yeah. And all those three things ended up coming true. Yes, so- And it, like the feeling – is so important. It's so important mm. because, for instance, I have clients come to me and they're like, "I want to like and want a new partner and I want to bring love into my life." And this is the person that I want. And they've literally written down the exact person, what they look like, who they are, their like attributes, absolutely everything. And I'm like, "Hang on a second, you haven't written down what you want to feel with that person. Mm. Write down that feeling. Yeah. Like, what is the feelings that you want to feel when you're around that person, and how do you think the relationship should feel?" So definitely the feeling is like the most important thing.
0: So I was probably attracted to just red flags Mm. my whole life. Aren't we all? (laughs) Really, uh, yeah, like really (laughs) attracted to red flags, like love them. (laughs) And (laughs) so I made a decision probably it was not that long ago, I think I did an interview for another podcast. I chatted with this sexologist about this thing called sex magic, which is like Mm. manifesting. Anyway, I had started to think about, okay, what do I really want? Let's not look at what this person looks like, Mm. but how is this person going to make me feel? As soon as I did that and I kind of wrote it down and and started to visualize like how I would feel, Mm. I feel that something's flipped a little bit yeah. and those red flags are becoming less and less attractive, Yeah, I would love your advice on when you talk about manifesting a partner that you want in your life, mm-hmm. do you have any tips, you know, tips for me or anyone else listening that that is trying to get really clear on what do they truly want and mm-hmm. how do they want that
2: relationship to make them feel? Yeah, good question because I think social media and like Hollywood movies play this like – This role that we have to have this perfect partner and it has to be this perfect relationship and it's just like let's strip it back and let's like step into the feeling of how we want to feel with that specific person whoever it may be don't worry about what they look like because who gives a shit at the end of the day I think you feeling and just sort of knowing that you are going to be that secure in that relationship I think that's your game changer and I was the same Mm. I was attracted major daddy issues I always talk about this but I'm like so attracted to red flags and then for me Mm. when I started sort of changing the narrative to be like no like this is how I want to feel when I'm with this person I don't want to feel worthless I want to feel amazing I want to feel independent Mm. that's when those red flags were just like as soon as one would pop up with any male or female, I was like, "Mm, this is not working for me. And Like it was just clear right in front of me. So I think you feeling and knowing your worth as well too, like know that, yes, you won't settle for just anybody as well too, I think is really important, but the feeling is like the biggest thing. Mm.
0: Once you start focusing on how the person will make you feel, you start to be really conscious of, I mean, I know I am, the less I focus on what he looks like and what job he does and like all those things or her Mm. if it's, if you're looking for a shade. Yeah. When you start focusing on those things, I think it does really
2: shift the kind of Mm. person that you want I totally totally know what you mean because like when I first became single I had just specifics about what I wanted and I would be like they have to be like a tradie if they're like a male and if (sighs) they're a female they have to be this and it's just like oh my god Alira like just stop it doesn't matter what you're going to get the universe would yeah the universe would deliver what you're supposed to be needing right there um and you just have to trust that process as well too Mm. but yeah it's so funny but that is the most common thing that women come to me for is like how do I manifest a Mm. partner And I'm like well first things first get rid of the list that you've got of specifics and write down the feelings that you want yeah
0: yeah yep Well, then I'm on the right track. I love that. Yes. (laughs) You wrote on an Instagram post and I just loved this. I was like, yes, you wrote, yes, bitch, this is your job. You manifested this. The last few weeks have taught me so much about life and myself that I'm sitting in this absolute ball of goodness. But seriously, I have to say I'm the happiest and lively I've been in six months that I'm screaming it from the rooftop. I just love that. And it's such a powerful message. You went on a trip. I need to know what happened on this trip.
2: Yes. Because I love to
0: travel. Oh, my
2: God. Everyone go to the Northern Territory for starters because that's where I went and it was almost just like a little sort of flip of the script and a flip of my timeline i just come out of a really sort of shitty relationship and I had really low self-worth and I knew I had to make some changes. So I started making those changes but then I just was like I'm going on this trip for work and it's going to be work but it's also going to be like a little bit of a healing journey for me. And mm. I just, I shit you not, there was just so many realisations when I was on this trip like, yes, girl, you're not going to settle for just anybody right now. Like you need to live your life. And I just had these moments of like your career is really important at the moment this is where your focus and shift needs to be and I came back and I was like yeah life is so good I can't complain there's no point in me sitting in this little like you know toxic shitty low energy bubble I need to just be living my life as best as I possibly can so that's why I put that post Mm. up to be like I feel so good because I hope that inspires other people to be like questioning their existence in life as well too. Mm.
0: I love new experiences that throw me out of my comfort zone that's my favorite feeling is like
2: jumping into the unknown yeah and that's what I did I went on this trip I did so many things that were so out of my comfort zone that like really stirred mm. my anxiety but I was like you did it mm. that's amazing so yeah, yeah I 100% yeah. recommend just like getting on a plane and just stepping out of your comfort zone for sure. Mm. Mm.
0: I would love to hear any dating tips that you've picked up along the journey since you got divorced. <laughs> it must have been a, you must tip. have a few.
2: Oh, my God. I, like, roll my eyes because I'm like, I don't really date, but I only – the yep. way that I see it is the person has to be really fucking amazing for me to actually make time in my calendar for me to go on a date mm. with them. And I think – Really check in and see how that person is making you feel when you're interacting with them before you decide, yes, I want to go on a date with this person, whatever it may be. I think go into things without expectations and don't think that you're going to marry the first person that you match with on Tinder because (laughs) I think a lot of girls freak out and they're like, I've met the one and it's like, You probably haven't you've probably met like a really good lesson and that's okay so I think Mm. just come into dating like with an open mind no expectations and just go with the flow I think go with the flow because that's always fun Mm. and have lots of sex while you're single (laughs) (laughs) um
0: on that note I think we can definitely leave everyone please have more sex everyone thank you (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you so much for joining me today it was such a pleasure my pleasure All right, Linda, what
1: did you think? Well, uh, secret powers, signs from the universe, yes. manifestation. I actually love the term secret powers. Do you think I have any? Any secret powers? <laughs> <laughs> do you? So I've, I've been thinking about that. <laughs> of Thank you, course Hannah. you have. Of course you I have. I actually do. And I asked my other daughters and they actually both said the same thing typing at 100 WPM. And for those that don't know, that's an abbreviation for words per minute. Yes, that's very true. You know, I did a six week typing course when I flunked out of an arts degree and I left that course with 60 words per minute. That would have been a high distinction if it was a uni course. Now I've just (laughs) done a test before to check that I'm not telling fibs that it's 100 and both tests one was 99 one was 101 pretty good accuracy so then i wondered is that actually really that fast so went to Wikipedia, and the fastest typing speed ever was two hundred and twelve words per minute.
0: Oh my god! And that
1: was achieved by a woman called Stella Pajunas from Chicago in nineteen forty-six in a one-minute test on an IBM electric. So that then led me to a website, Ultimate Typing Championship, and I am <laughs> going to manifest winning that competition. Are which you joking? First... When is it? It's every year. So that has. A first... We're in there Melbourne. Is- no it's online oh it's online that has a first prize of five thousand dollars no you, you can be crowned the ultimate typing champion so i just need to manifest talk wait, to the universe you, are and you then gonna, are you practice gonna enter? my ass off are you gonna <laughs> enter you should i'm a fair way off 200 but hey why not wait is that the average
0: 200 for a fast no typer? but
1: the, i think that the winner was getting up there so and i think you they're should all enter. Sort of the winners i think have been around around mid thirties. Cause when you get to my age, you start to like, you go really well and then your brain, there's a disconnect, but anyway, I'm going to give it a go and whatever it's good practice for brain to hand. I love that. That's what you're manifesting. <laughs> Interesting. No, is that really,
0: is that really yes. all you're manifesting at the moment? Have you learned how to manifest?
1: Uh no, okay. But I believe I do believe that manifesting is all very well and talking to the universe, but you do have to put the work in. Yeah, that,
0: that's true. But I think we spoke about that. You've got to put the action yeah, in.
1: Yeah, that's you can't, right.
0: Can't can't just, just manifest. It to can't just
1: sit on your ass on the couch and hope. For well, the best.
0: did I tell you that I actually manifested this podcast? I wrote down three things that I wanted to. I actually did it around lockdown. I think it was May last year. And I wrote down in this goal setting journal thing three things. That I wanted, and and they all happened, including this podcast. And it was interesting because well, I didn't made know what this podcast. Happen. Well, I didn't know what this podcast was going to be about. That's true. I had no idea. I just in my head, I was like, I really want to do a podcast on my own, separate from my job. And I didn't really know what it was going to be about. I try. I had a lot of different ideas, and then we. I'm
1: sure I wasn't top of the list. You was definitely
0: I? were not <laughs> going to be the. I don't. And now that I think about it. I don't know what spontaneous thought that I had that was like, Linda, I don't even know why that came to my brain. must have been the universe. The universe had your back, Linda. Yes, that's right. Well, that's true. I just spontaneously was like, what about mum? And then I remember we tried to record and it ended up being really funny. And I was like, oh, maybe this will work. And then look at you (laughs) six months later doing a
1: live show. You just had me on as a bit of a trial. I don't know that it was, yeah, set in stone.
0: So have you been watching anything exciting in lockdown? I certainly have.
1: Yes, I have binge-watched with your sister Ruby the 1995 version of Pride and Prejudice which I she love. hadn't heard of because she didn't love the movie. Wait, she hadn't seen it? Had not seen it. Colin had First, I had watched...
0: Pride and Prejudice had not seen that cl- no. classic.
1: <gasps> She'd watched the movie, what? which both of us agree wasn't great. Anyway, this is on stand. It is absolutely brilliant. Hasn't brilliant. dated at all. It has not dated episodes. at
0: all. I've probably seen it 20 times. Yeah, I I've seen it quite a few loved times. Loved it. If you haven't seen the original Pride and
1: Prejudice on BBC, you've got to watch it yes as you say Colin Firth is Mr Darcy and I have read that he wasn't initially keen to take on the role but thank god he did because it elevated him to stardom and god was he so broody so handsome oh And did you know that the scene, I don't know if you remember it, showing him in a wet shirt, was recognised as one of the most unforgettable moments in British TV history. But not just him, everyone in it is fantastic. And then, of course, that series inspired Helen Fielding to write Bridget Jones and the novels and the movies. And, of course, Colin Firth was Mark Darcy. So that's my tip
0: with Pride and Prejudice, whenever I watch it, I always think, "God, I wish I could date during this time." Like it just seems so much. I don't know what is it about that time that just I would love to date during that time. I know y- you can't. Well, it was kiss all very have sex, but it was all no, very all like very
1: formal, formal, and parents very much involved. Yeah, yeah. But he was, I don't know, he was just silent in the beginning. It was yeah. his eyes. Oh. Yeah. And um, you, what have you been watching?
0: I've actually just started Blacklist, which I'm almost through season one. James Spader is such, I was, I was trying to describe, there's this word on Urban Dictionary. It's called Daddy Vibes. <laughs>
1: daddy vibes have you heard this daddy no. okay people called hot <laughs> older guys daddies. okay so i've just brought up a picture of him and yes he was pretty spunky young i yep. would have to say but i don't now know what's going on now
0: he's in his 60s and
1: there's nothing wrong with that but he does not look Fabulous.
0: Well, he's very sexy, and I had I posted really? it to my Instagram saying I'm having confusing feelings about <laughs> James Spader, god. and I had a lot of people message me back and say, "Oh my god, me too. It's so confusing. He's just got I think something he's got about that voice. him. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got kind a, of strange. He's got a very sexy voice. Anyway, there's a movie. Did you see mm-hmm. Secretary? I
1: don't think so.
0: Uh, so if someone rec- and I, I did watch it a million years ago and so I'm actually gonna re-watch secretary when he was young and
1: where do we watch the blacklist? I'm gonna write that on my list. It's just blacklist, not the blacklist and it's on oh. Netflix. Okay, good. I'll give that a go. You
0: really like it. It's like eight seasons so it's like eight seasons eight seasons and it's still coming out every week. So I feel like it'll keep you going and it's
1: really good. Oh, my goodness.
0: Okay, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. We will see you next
1: week. See you next week.
0: If you made it this far, I'm hoping that you enjoyed the podcast. If you could subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, that would be much appreciated. It really helps other people find the podcast. Not that I'm desperate or anything. See you next week.